Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of Season 7. You're listening to Plaid Skirts and Basic Black, the Black Catholic podcast that looks at culture, pop culture, and faith through a Black Catholic lens. I'm Marcia, the co-host who is never too much, and I'm joined always and forever by my co-host, Shannon. <laughs> I didn't know I was saying my own name. Hello? I didn't know. I thought, do I, I thought I did, you did say your own name. Okay, that's nice. Well, there we go. Those of you who may have caught the references probably figured out that today's episode, we're going to be talking about the incomparable Luther Vandross. We'll be discussing the compilation album, The Ultimate Luther Vandross, which is available to stream on those platforms, especially Amazon Music, which is where I got mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before we talk about the velvet vocals of Luther, like that's how it's pronounced, <laughs> it's time to check in. Shannon, what's your wonder in your neck of the woods? Uh, well, today I'm calling it 65 and sunny. So it's a little cold, but it's bearable. I'm not feeling super well, but like not bad enough that like I'm miserable. So I'm just kind of like in my bed resting. So it seems mm-hmm. like a day in which I could do a lot of things that I enjoy as long as I wear the right clothing, right? On a 65 degree day, that. you need to have a sweatshirt or something. You can't be walking around. Or just a light jacket. It could or be just April a light jacket. <laughs> exactly. Not too hot, not too cold. No. So That's all you really need, Shannon. So, you know, I have decided that I do, in fact, need to rest since I am not feeling well, but it doesn't mean I can't, you know, get some things done and have an enjoyable day. <laughs> you got this, Shannon. 65 and sunny, just for you. Mm-hmm. My weather, I feel like I just got out of a rainstorm, like maybe even a torrential rainstorm because mm-hmm. it's not the romantical Taylor Swift version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I've just been having a weird... I've been having a weird couple of weeks lately and real talk Sunday, I was on an airplane coming back from our CUBL cookout. Some of you might've caught in the highlights on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just, I was not feeling great. Like I was on the plane, like trying not to cry on the plane. And I'm like, this is a full flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I should not be crying. Just a lot of things are swirling around in my head about like, you know, life decisions and things like that. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of been, kind of been a lot and that's what happens when you have a lot on your mind right like Mm -hmm. and a lot of life decisions and things like that it's fine like rainstorms are okay as long as you know you come out of them and then even if they're not the romantical Taylor Swift version so yesterday I was at camp and I called Shannon like pretty much right after like I always thought adrenaline when I called you I had to do a rescue my first and I really would like it to be my last ever rescue Mm -hmm. like the rescue I need to I will rescue somebody I couldn't sleep and then when I could I just like was out um it's just really um scary to mm-hmm. hold to hold a, someone's life in your hands you know I was coming out of this rainstorm and now I have to get somebody out of this pool <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so it's like my weather isn't super great um and not in like a really sad horrible way it's just not it's not great um and you know what you know how I like to share when things are not great. Um, but I am, but I am okay. That makes sense. I've got a raincoat. I've got super cute hunter wellies and I have an umbrella with pineapples on it. So this rainstorm and I will be okay. Now that we've shared that Shannon is sick mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am like in and out of a rainstorm, <laughs> let's talk about the ultimate loser Vandross. But before we dive into this album, 
We have to talk about another very important Lutha-inspired project. Shannon, do you want to tell everyone what it is? Yes. A lot of you may know this already, but we are publishing our very first PSBB podcast book called Fat Luther Slim Pickens. Uh, and that is yes. address. <laughs> <laughs> because if you were have been a listener, you would know that Fat Luther is the best Luther. Mm-hmm. He's the best Luther. And so we will be publishing that with Ave Maria Press in January of 2022. So just six months from now, actually, I can't believe that. We I are so grateful either. to them for taking on this project and having faith in us. <laughs> and we're so excited to bring it to you. Um, the book will feature reflections on our lives as Black Catholics through the lens of the liturgical year. And of course, we will talk about the importance of Fat Luther at every holiday gathering, as well as descending into our usual shenanigans. So <laughs> they'll be out there. Yeah. We will keep you posted on all things book related over the next few months. And especially when we get there, how you can get a copy for yourself. So we're super, super excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are super excited. <laughs> Second, we have some disappointing news, right, Shannon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Major omission on this album. Can you tell us what it is? Uh, it's always and forever. Yeah. Why is it yeah. not on here? <laughs> well, and it's, I know, right? It's not on there, but I think it is some legal reason um, because it's originally a heatwave song and it's considered a standard song. Other people have covered it. Mm-hmm. Luther Vandross did the best cover of it. Like it's his song. It's actually on a different album, just so mm-hmm. you know, a different greatest hits album of his. He actually has a greatest hits album called Always and Forever, and it's all the greatest hits of his covers. He started out doing covers, and that was kind of bread and butter for a while. And I don't think that everyone released the rights to his covers, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But just know, just know everyone, that every day we will love it in our own special way. <laughs> Uh, I'm still upset. I refuse to be reasonable. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Let's talk about initial thoughts on this album. So Shannon, when did you discover? Well, I know we all discovered Lucy Vanderbilt at the same time <laughs> as children at different times in our lives, but at the same like moment. <laughs> but uh, so tell me your initial thoughts about this album. Is it the ultimate Lucy Vanderbilt? Um, Obviously not. because it's just Yeah, I mean, if it had always forever. <laughs> I'm salty. No, uh, this is a pretty great collection. Outside of like the big hits, I haven't really listened to a lot of the like Luther albums. So like some of these I had kind of forgotten about and it was great. And I think it just gives a, a beautiful like survey of like his style, his voice, his talents. It's a good one to like put on while you're doing some chores and just be like, mm, I'm about to sing. This. Yes. <laughs> And you know, the skinny Luther bops are in this too. Mm-hmm. And I was okay with that. And I can appreciate them. I actually have a skinny Luther bop on my list. And I was listening, I was like, you know, this is a skinny Luther bop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all Luthers are good Luthers. They're all great Luthers. Let's be real clear about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just funny. I love his album. It really showed off his really big voice and his subtle phrasing on things. It was just, it's a good one. You're right. So listen to chores. I listened to it. Well, I listened to it a good amount of times when we were writing our book, actually. Mm-hmm. I would put it on. And it's so funny because I didn't even notice that Always and Forever wasn't on it. 
mm-hmm. when I was listening because I was just listening and I would just be singing and and when you, when you mentioned it, I was like you know you're right it was our it was my muse for some time for certain things and it brings me back to my childhood a lot of this I have been to many weddings where this is I grew up Protestant you guys all well know. So songs at weddings were not songs that you found in the hymnal always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so songs at weddings were awesome movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about our top three songs because we could talk forever. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, it was really hard for me to only pick three songs. And then you took one of my songs and so it made it a little bit easier with me. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, oh, okay, good. Okay, good, good, good. No, I realized I, I left one off that I love because we only picked three. But also if we picked five, we'd just be talking about every song on the album. So. <laughs> you want every song on the album. But we do have we, we do have another category. Mm-hmm. But yes. Okay, I want to know what your extra song was before we go. Uh, it was Is it one of mine. Take you out. Um. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so funny because it's between that one and a different song that I chose for our other category. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. Like well, how did almost, we both leave that out. off? But I can't let go of my songs. So if you only yeah. pick three, that's a real thing. Yeah. Never reduce Luther to three songs. You can't do it. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So uh, my first pick is one that everybody knows. It may be his most popular, if not second most popular song. And it is okay. Here and Now. Yeah. Our, my like, whole body just like, uh, one look in your eyes. <laughs> oh, here's Oh my god, right. you you're gonna have oh to look to the best on your own people. Oh my gosh, like just now, like hearing the opening, like trinkle, like you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. piano, I was like, can you tell me why you love that song? <laughs> Okay, first of all, the man can sing. We know that. Right. I think it was like everybody's wedding dance song in 1990. <laughs> yes. Came out. Um, or you're me walking down the aisle song. Like, yeah, or that. Or, like, um, going to the I, wedding. You <laughs> know, we're, we were all black Catholics, so we weren't having it in the in the actual mass. So right. <laughs> can't do that. It's got great dynamics. It builds. It fades. Yeah, and there's not much more that sums up what you're committing to at a wedding than that song, you know? That song. That song. Do you remember? You probably don't remember. So on 227, for some reason, a lot of my childhood goes back to episodes of 227. (laughs) And there is an episode when they're in Atlantic City and they're trying to figure out like Rose's wedding and Mary's gambling all the money. And they're trying to um, like see Luther Vandross perform. And he was in that episode and he sang it on 227. Like mm-hmm. I was a child. I was a child, Shannon. And I was like crying. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm like, okay. So I checked now. This is how I technically get to talk about four songs. So thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 
Um, my song uh, is Never Too Much. Never Too Much. <laughs> I was like, you want to go ahead, Janet? Oh, my God. Okay. Everybody here. Right I now. It is. It's so great. Like, I love it. It's a really dancey song. When this song came out, I'm pretty sure this was the emergence of Skinny Lou Bear. I don't remember much. Mm-hmm. But when this song came out, it was a bop. It took people by surprise a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're used to hearing, like, full-bodied, like, Elvity Luther. But then this song mm-hmm. came out. And it was no different of a Luther. It was, it was a different, mm-hmm. it was a different version of Luther. But, like, it was just that song like you couldn't get anywhere without someone being like never too much never too much <laughs> like, also this came out in the time that people had radios they were carrying their radios with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you could walk by any place in chicago and hear this song coming out you're in the barbershop people dancing like it's just such a great song and it, it makes me so happy you know it just mm-hmm. doesn't it just make you happy mm-hmm. it makes you happy that made me so, miss yeah. like the boombox era where you'd walk with your yeah. box by your head. See, let's go back That's to that. You share the music, but don't. Right? <laughs> In so many ways, I think we should go back to that. You know, I mean, we have Bluetooth speaker. I guess we have Bluetooth speaker era. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, teenagers still do that. They just do it with their Bluetooth. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. But They're like, not literally hauling the it. record player or the record, pl- the cassette player with. <laughs> People really, they were carrying cases. It was a real, it was a real deal. That was how you got your music around. That song, just hearing it makes me happy, makes me smile. So mm-hmm. never too much. What about you, Shannon? Next one. All right. I'm moving to to the sad Luther phase, but this is great. Oh, yeah. I'm taking you right there with me. But oh, is not a house. And a house is not a house. Chairs not a chair. House is not a home. <laughs> it, right? Oh my gosh. When there's no one there you can love. It's really not a home. Mm-hmm. Um. I do want to say that it's not a knock on the single life <laughs> for me as a oh, person. Yeah. I do. It's think- a breakup song. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even take it like that at all because I don't have anybody to break up with. So I'm not worried. <laughs> It's so funny because I have a friend, I have a group of friends that when uh, I moved, I moved away to Indiana and one of them was like, they were sad I was moving. And one of the things, one of the women, women said, she's like, a house is not a home. And we were like, because <laughs> that's what we do. We speak that to each other. Too and like funny. black R&B lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it was as a breakup song. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like sad about, you know, a chair being just a chair when I don't have anybody to break up with. So I'm okay. <laughs> Marcia, this one is not a sad Luther song, though. It is in the slow Luther category. Would you like to share your next one? Yes. I mean, it's 
kind of a sad breakup song, though. But yes, this is actually a cover. I think A House Is Not a Home is also a cover. But uh, mm-hmm. this is our cover. You might know it from The Carpenters, but it's a little bit slower than mm-hmm. <laughs> The Carpenters' version. <laughs> Do you want to play it, Shannon? Long ago. No. Oh, that's like one of the best openings. And also they're both good but it's also a sad one right but like you're not i don't know man i just love it because his versions look slower because you know karen is like don't you remember you told me love, baby, right? Mm-hmm, and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, like, baby. But when he does it, I feel like he sings it with his whole chest, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, because you sit there and you're yeah. just like, don't you remember? Like, there's like some power behind that. Mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. really calling somebody to task and reminding them when he's like, baby, baby. I don't even know. It's just something about it. And you're like, man, I feel that. And it's a little bit more singable than a house is not a home. Can't no one can sing like Luther Vandross. Maybe Ruben Stutter can try. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's more singable in that like I can function after mm-hmm. <laughs> being superstar. It's very difficult to function after seriously singing a house is not a home. Just yeah, when it comes out, don't you remember you told me you love me, baby? And then when he um, modulates, don't you remember when you told what you told me you love? me baby like that part it's like yes yes don't you remember (laughs) (laughs) and it's so funny because i didn't even know it was a carpenter song until i was in college and i uh learned a little bit more about the carpenters like you know apparently i didn't know about them before i think i watched it behind the music Mm -hmm. (laughs) for vh1 behind music they need to come those need to come out in the streaming service vh1 get on that we need more behind the music. Who even owns but, VH1 um, anymore? I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I know it doesn't. Right? Like, I don't even. Like, does VH1 even still exist? <laughs> but on the behind the music, they were singing. And I was like, how do I know that song? And then I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I didn't even know because it's always been my mom would sing it. It's my mom's, like, full-on alto <laughs> voice, <laughs> like, singing in the kitchen. But it's such a beautiful song. And so that's one of my definite favorites. For sure. Okay, Shannon. All right. My next and last of my top three. Uh, we're going to weep again now. This is Yeah, especially what happened after the song. Where yeah, you- Dance with My Father. <laughs> which he made in the early aughts, I believe. And he did. He did. Long after. I listened to the song when I was listening to the album. I was with my family. They were here dropping off my daughter. And I was just like making dinner and like weeping and trying not to get my tears into the mashed potatoes. (laughs) 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 So anyway, here's the song. Oh, here we go. Back when I was a child. (laughs) <laughs> Before life removed all the innocence, my father lifted me high and danced with my mother and me, and then spin me around. I know. Okay, we're not gonna listen to any more of that. I know. Oh. <laughs> 
all, we're all just weeping. This is really great audio. <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously. So that song is Dance okay. with My Father. <laughs> Dance with my father again. It is a beautiful song and I understand the sentiment of everything. I think the thing that really strikes me with that song is if you've had grief in your life, which we all have, you can relate to that song. And one of the things that it always reminds me of is just the strong Black families that I've had in my life and that I've been blessed to be a part of. That sometimes the stereotype out there is that they don't exist, but they do. And that's most Black families. And it really captures something about love and grief and growing older, you know, and as Christians, certainly the longing that we feel for something greater, that we know that this life is transitory and that there will be a day when the grief is no more and the pain is no more. And even though we don't necessarily think that our relationships will be the same, the joy will be greater. The joy will be greater than anything that we can imagine now. And that's hopeful. Um, and I like that this song is kind of hopeful, even though it wrecks me. It wrecks me. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful song. And then it was really sad. We lost Luther not too long after. Mm-hmm. He won a posthumous Grammy for it. Mm-hmm. All well, right. Um, Let's I won't keep here. you long for long. Yeah. <laughs> I won't keep you long for long because here we go. <laughs> uh, let's lighten it up. I love this one. It's so good. When I say goodbye, it is never for long. Cause I know our love still lives on. I like how he tricks him. Gonna be slow. No, I know, right? <laughs> yes. exactly. And it's just like you're just waiting. Here, Here we go. When I first heard this song, like it was one of those things where you're ready to hear like a Luther Vandross song. I remember when it premiered. I know I saw it on TV when it premiered. Isn't that funny? How there's only one TV in a lot of homes in the '90s, so. You remember your whole family gathering around to watch mm-hmm. it. I think Lisa Stansfield was still a backup singer for Lisa Vandross at this time. This No, she wasn't yet. Oh, she wasn't anymore. But this is the first song where when watching it, I recognize the power of backup singers. Mm-hmm. And backup singers are always powerful, right? But you always mm-hmm. just know they were there or whatever. I thought, I thought they were just there for the echo. But those harmonies in the backup and then the the call and response, all of it, you know, like talking about love. Like a whole gospel choir. A whole gospel choir. And I was like, huh. And you would think that would have made sense to me a long time ago, seeing as I have been in the gospel choir since I could talk. But I just remember seeing them. And I remember seeing women that were backup singers, that they were bigger women. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was probably around the time that I started to have weight issues and recognize my weight and family members make comments about my weight. And do you know what I'm talking about? And, Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I was like, well, they're fat and they can sing. Do you know what I mean? And it was mm-hmm. it was a whole thing. And it was like watching that performance. But I was like, I love this. This is great. And realizing just how good they were and how much they added to it. And then, you know, here on the radio. And like, I always focus on 
the backup singers the whole time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was an adult, but I was like, this is still a good, this is a good song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this song. And it just, it just makes me happy. And it's like an uplifting song. It's so cheesy, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shannon. Yep. Song, but it's a great cheesy song. It was the 90s. You know? Everything was cheesy. It's the 90s. It gave us We <laughs> Are the World. And do they know it's Christmas after all? The most racist Christmas. Do they know? Be <laughs> the world. Yes, Africans are Christian too. <laughs> right? They're well aware of oh. the high holy day of Christmas. <laughs> they know it. But yeah, so I um I really love this song. It's just you know, it just makes you happy. Love power, talking about power. It's, it's the greatest power. We got love. No, oh my gosh. I'm gonna be singing these all day. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. It is not even nine AM Central and yeah. I'm like, yep. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's never no, too much. Uh, never too much. Never too much. <laughs> <laughs> so these are our three songs, but we have another category and it's songs that maybe if you knew Lucy Vantress and knew him growing up, maybe you didn't know these songs because they were on the radio, but not really. Yeah, I mean, the they were album songs. They were album songs. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I knew some of them. I didn't know all of them when I was listening. I was like, I didn't know this song. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, I'm pretty sure I don't know your song. That's a great one. Yeah, like I know it now, but I don't think I remember doing it growing up. We're calling these our underrated jams. Mine is a song called I'd Rather. Now, if you like only know the hits, you probably don't know this one, but I really like it. Um, It's basically I'd rather uh, be with you than do something else. So I'd rather have bad times with you than good times with someone else. I'd rather be beside you. I re- I put this, when I first heard this song, re- I went back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was like, I need to hear this again. I yep. want to know this song. This is a good song. <laughs> no, that's seriously what happened. Yep. And I was like, when we were riding the box, I was like, wait, what? Yep. <laughs> yep. You're right, Luther. Okay, so I like this one. It's that called yep. Think About You. I'll play out like at a screenplay. My favorite mm-hmm. line though, I bought a pillow for my place. I thought of Thunder. And it probably, I'm sure maybe he meant like a pillow for her, but I was legit thinking a throw pillow. <laughs> I was like, really throw pillow. Oh, let's say here. I thought of Thunder. I don't know, it just made me so happy, you know? Like, I was like, Mm -hmm. I love it. I could just see it. 
played out in a movie. Like it's a scene in a movie. So screenplay, rom-com writers, get on that. Make a scene that sets music. So all these songs that, like, I love all these songs. They're amazing love songs and people, you know, dance to them and, you know, and for their weddings and walk down the aisle. And like, there's no one who wrote love better in the 80s and 90s than this man. And uh, it does make me sad. Maybe he did find love, but we didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. When he died, he was alone. I'm pretty sure Patty LaBelle was there and she loved him so much. Um, like, they were friends. But mm-hmm. Luther Vandross, like it was, it was highly speculated in the late '90s because he wasn't with someone publicly that he was a gay man. And sometimes in the black community, there's um, hesitancy uh, towards our LGBT brothers and sisters, and mm-hmm. that didn't um, stop um, him from still creating and um, being such a wonderful inspiration for love. And it was Patti LaBelle did confirm it um, years after he died that he was, but he never came out and came public because he didn't want to ruin his image or, you know, tell other people. And I just, I feel like it was an episode about Luther Vandross. Like we should acknowledge like all of him. Like if that Luther is the best Luther, then the Luther that he was is still the best Luther too. That like we, we talked about in our episode with Andy, you know, love people as they are, who they are and the gifts they bring to us. And even if we don't understand or agree. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am so grateful to the ways that Luther Vandross has allowed us to express love, mm-hmm. love for ourselves, love for significant others and love for our family. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Luther, for this gift. I like to call him Deacon Luther. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I will tell you all this is never going to happen because it's probably completely inappropriate. But we wanted to have for our book cover, uh, like icon style portrait. Icon. Icon. Like like a saint icon. Like we know that he's not a saint. In his sparkly purple suit. Yes, just at because, least the dinner jacket holding the microphone. <laughs> and and we realize, we realize that that is not appropriate for a Catholic. But we want it. But we but want it. But when, when are we so just understand why we love it. <laughs> and we, we like <laughs> to call him the unofficial patron saint of the podcast. <laughs> yes, he is, though. Like, he really he is. He can lose her. <laughs> like i just want to make Saint it clear as a vandross <laughs> and i recognize that he is not a canonized saint or a catholic that we are we are orthodox catholics who understand the teaching of the church okay we also just love him very much yes and, and also, he can he can he's our unofficial Yes, it's the of this podcast. So, Luther, sing for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! On that note, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about another great part of the show, where we get to recommend some great things for you. Yes. It's the operatory. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Get excited. Get excited. Shannon, what do you have to offer for everyone today? All right. I have two things. So, um, Marcia, I know you also got an advanced reading copy of this book, but I just got an advanced <laughs> reading copy of a book called A White Catholic's Guide to Racism and Privilege by Daniel Horan, Father Daniel Horan. Uh, Father Horan is a 
Franciscan priest and also taught at my grad school, Catholic Theological Union. I didn't have him for class, but I know him by reputation and he's pretty amazing. So the book is basically an introduction to talking about race, to talking about the idea of privilege for white Catholics. You know, many of us who are by POC uh, kind of are very familiar with how racism operates in our world, but sometimes our white Catholic brothers and sisters are not. I love this book. I think it was great. It was a great introduction to the idea of race, but the thing that's really great about it is that Father Horn brings in so much of our faith and he grounds anti-racism in the church's teaching and our belief in Jesus Christ. And there's really not a lot of resources out there for Catholics to do that. And he speaks as a, as a white person who has been made aware of his own privilege and his social locations and what it means to be an ally and to work at dismantling racism in his own life and that it's hard and that it's a lifelong process. It's just such a great book. Even as a, you know, a light-skinned multiracial person, I was like, this is great. I know these things, but it's still great to have it all in one place. So I really, really recommend that you check that out, no matter where you find yourself, um, to have some some grounding for anti-racism work in our faith. But also know that like you will need to be ready to do the work. You'll need to be open and willing to be uncomfortable because he mm-hmm. is understanding and kind, but unflinching. And so if you're kind of dipping your toe into this work for the first time, or you're interested in kind of getting more grounding, uh, you've started the the journey of becoming an ally, and you want to go a little deeper, this is absolutely the book for you. So check it out. Uh, it's called A White Catholic's Guide to Racism and Privilege by Dan Horan. And you can pre-order it now from Ave Maria Press. It's www.avemariapress.com. It will come out on August 20th of this year, 2021. So just like a month, not even two weeks until you would get it. Um, You can pre-order it now from Ave Maria Press. Or, you know, if you want a physical copy, you should be able to pick it up in mid-August. So definitely check that out. The second thing I'm going to recommend on a lighter note um, is cat cafes. I don't know if you've heard of these, Marcia, but they are places where you can have like coffee or wine or whatever. It's a cafe, but they have cats that you can like hang out and pet and play with. Um, we have and you are a cat person. I am a cat person. I love cats. I can drink coffee and pet my cat. But like, let's say you live in a tiny studio apartment and you can't get to pet your cat, a cat or have a cat in your apartment or whatever. Maybe you're in college. Maybe you are a dog person, but occasionally you want to just like get to know a cat. Go to the cat cafe. Go pet a cat. Have some coffee. It's great. Cat cafe. <laughs> I love it. You're like cat cafe. And you're right. You can drink coffee and pet your cat. Your cat always makes an appearance on all of our Zoom calls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> In our CUBL meetings, it's quite funny. Like you're like, oh Jake. He's it's like Norm. Like, yep. Whenever he shows up. <laughs> okay, so mine, the first one, no one is surprised. Big Red Machine's new album is out. That is Aaron Dessner and Justin Vernon also known as Bon Iver. 
their collaboration. They've had one album before. And so Aaron Dustner from the National and, you know, Justin Vernon and Bon Iver. And they collaborate on songs. They write songs together, you know, things like that. And they bring other musicians in. And they have a new album coming out. They have three songs on the album that are out now, ready to stream. One of them is called Renegade, and it features a little-known artist. You may or may not know her. Her name is Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Swift, the traditional sure, One time. <laughs> and it's funny because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check this out because Aaron Bessner and Justin Vernon have collaborated with Taylor on her last two albums, the first surprise album. So one of them will be having an anniversary, like one-year anniversary coming up. So happy anniversary to Folklore. And that's actually not even the best song of the ones that are out yet. So I'm really looking forward to this album and what it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on Taylor Swift, because you know I love my girl Tay. So Big Red Machine has an album that is coming out, and it's pretty cool. And the next one is a book that I picked up maybe two months ago. So it's about two months ago, and I still, like, I kept meaning to read it. And then I gave up. Like I have it. Like I bought, I purchased the book from an independent bookstore mm-hmm. and then my library app, it showed up as a audio book. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get this audio book. Mm-hmm. 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 And so uh, it's called in five years by Rebecca Searle. It's so Searle. good. I loved it. I loved it. You, you read it. Mm-hmm. I'm oh my at, God, I'm my so library. I'm Libby. I'm Libby. <laughs> did you read it, read it? Or did you argue? I read it ebook yeah mm-hmm. okay because i was like were you in the queue before me <laughs> no <laughs> so i see like you guys i have physically i physically have the book in my possession um <laughs> and the audiobook the audiobook is actually read by megan hilty broadway actress pretty mm-hmm. great she played uh she was in um the one with kathleen mcphee smash she was in smash mm-hmm. she was another stuff too but anyway megan hilty reads it it is a love story i'm going to tell you that it is a love story it, the premise of the book is that a woman, Danny, she's got a great life. She's got a great boyfriend. Uh, well, great fiance, great job, all mm-hmm. these things. And she wakes up. When she wakes up, she is five years in the future. And she's living in a different place. And there is a different man in her house and a different ring on her finger. And she's like, what is up? And she only gets to experience it for one hour. And then she goes back to her regular time. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the story that, the whole time you're like, how does this happen? And that's the framing device for the story. I didn't spoil anything. That is literally what it tells you on the back cover. So, yep, 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 yep. Like, here's the thing, okay? And this also might have contributed to my whole like meltdown on the plane because I finished it on the plane, but I also I was like already had stuff too. But you know how sometimes fiction and TV are the catalyst for the things that help you deal with stuff that you're dealing with. And I think that's what happened when I finished it. Like everything was just... Mm-hmm raw and super emotional i can't say specifically why but there are specific reasons why it hit me so hard and i can't tell you without spoiling it yes, and i'm, yes, I'm sure you can pick really up on why your life experience directly yes mm-hmm. like for real and that's the thing where it's like i can't tell you why it was a lot without spoiling why it was a lot it's really good i highly recommend it Beautiful story. It is a beautiful love story. And of course, I figured out the love story, figured out what was going to happen right at a moment. And I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in five years, by Rebecca Surly and Big Red Machine's new album, Our Mind. We did it. We did it, Shannon. We did it. You're the host of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's all we have for here and now, folks. We wish to take you out, but unfortunately, Shannon's house will not be a home if her kids set it on fire. Which is what will happen if they continue to remain unsupervised. <laughs> Remember that you can follow us on social media at PSDB Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Stylish Lucia. You can follow Shannon at Team Quarter Black. You can also email us at plaidskirtsandbasicblack at gmail.com or visit our website at www.psbbpodcast.com. Please don't let us be your secret loves. Rate us five points or five stars on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps everyone find our show and show us the power of love for this podcast. <laughs> you can also support our podcast on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast or by buying our merchandise at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. Get gear for your whole family or just for yourself. You do you, boo-boo. We'd like to say thank you to Luther of the Vandross. Unofficial patron fan of this podcast for giving us the reason to use our spoon as a microphone while making dinner and providing the soundtrack of our childhood. We'd also like to thank Jazar, who provides our theme song, Season Mars, and allows us to jam in and out of this pod each week. We'd like to say thank you to Jesus for giving us the gift of Luther and, and all the great entertainers who bring joy to us through their art. Thank you always to my wonderful co-host, Shannon. You're welcome. Thank you, Marcia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Finally, thank you to our listeners for your endless love <laughs> of our podcast. <laughs> we are so great that you joined us today and look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, take care. Bye. Bye.